Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further. You're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell. Oh, it was such a great introduction. We'd like to welcome all of you to Boxcar Universe. I'm Steve Dubell, host of Boxcar Universe, along with my co-host, Mel Alva. And here's what's coming up on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe. We're talking with two experts in the tiny home and container home industry, Carl Faust from IMS Builders and Renee Sievers, tiny home owner and the creator of the Tiny Fest shows nationwide. Find out what it takes to build and live a sustainable lifestyle. All that and more on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe, your home for containers, sustainable lifestyle living. At my side, as usual, and the show wouldn't be the same without her, my co-host, Mel Alva. Mel, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty good. You know, Mel, every week we try and bring the finest container home and sustainable lifestyle living information to all our Boxcar Universe listeners, and this week is no exception. Our first guest is Renee Sievers from Tiny Fest fame. She is a tiny home owner and creator of the Tiny Fest Expositions. Renee, welcome to Boxcar Universe. I myself got my start living in a, a tiny house in 2016. I bought a little teeny, teeny, tiny 87 square foot home that I could pull behind me with my pickup truck. And um, I was living in quite a big, big house, 3,300 square feet, five bedroom, four bath, completely obnoxious. Um, in my opinion, <laughs> the, the family, you know, kind of grew up and moved on and it was just me in this house. And I thought, this is just silly. It, it's just silly. So um, I was really excited to have the freedom of a tiny home, uh, the freedom financially and the freedom to roam around. I'm kind of a gypsy soul. And so it really served my life well. well and I, I lived there for four years, four and a half years in that little 87 square feet, um, which astounds people. They go, that's, that's like less than a 10 by 10 square. Yeah. It is. But when a space is designed well, and Mel, Mel knows this, I'm sure, yes. when a space is designed well, you don't need as much space to be comfortable and to enjoy it. So it makes a design makes a big difference. So I've got my uh, school bus just the beginning of the pandemic. And that was built just for me. So I'm so excited to have just a tiny bit bigger space. It's 90 six square feet <laughs> all right <laughs> they're moving up in the world <laughs> but that is uh it's just right for me people step inside and say oh this is bigger than i thought it would be um i, I funny i have a lot of taller guys say oh but i couldn't live in a tiny house right there i'm six five and well you know a lot of the traditional tiny houses when you go inside the ceiling is is 12 13 feet they're they're lofted um, 
bedrooms maybe or a lofted storage area, but the center part of the home or the main part of the home has a very tall ceiling. So actually you could, you know, <laughs> so it's good to really get in and experience it and see what feels right to you. And I can't think of any other place where you can experience so many options. You know, if you go to some of the manufacturers or some of the builders do have, um, they do have a show model available, but not 20, not 30, you know, of them to try. So this will be, this is a great way to do it. As you know, sometimes when you're talking to people about tiny homes or alternative living or sustainable living, they kind of look at you sideways and um, why would you really? want to do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you ever had that happen? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, but we get that all the time. Tiny homes, container homes are 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 really, people are taking a hard look at them because they're having to make hard choices when it comes to the way they live. And Mel and I see that all the time, you know, when it comes to sustainable living and, and people just, you know, uh, they don't have the money that they used to have. And, you know, they surely don't want to be able to go out and have to make a decision. Well, do I buy gas for my car? Do I pay my mortgage? Or do I have to, you know, do I have to, you know, uh, to put, you know, uh, put clothes on my children? I mean, you know, those are hard choices. But with, you know, with container homes and uh, sustainable living, you have a lot better options. And uh, I think you could uh, affect uh, your your family's you know, finances a lot better, especially when you, you don't have these exorbitant mortgages. Right. And, you know, I live in uh, my, my bus is completely off grid capable. Um, it's, it's just flat out. It's off grid. Right. So I don't I don't have an electric bill because I have solar. I don't have a garbage bill. Um, I don't I don't have a plumbing bill, you know, a, a water bill. None of that. No utilities, no mortgage. Um because it was also affordable and, and I drive it as my vehicle, I don't have a car payment. So really it's insurance, cell phone. I mean, talk about the financial freedom. And, and something else that I learned when I went tiny is I stopped spending money, even though I spent money in small amounts, you know, just a little here, a little there. I stopped spending so much money because uh, besides, you know, deciding whether or you know, I could afford it. I then had to decide, well, where would I put it? And I realized that I was just buying little things here and there that I didn't need that in a tiny house, I didn't have space for. And I was just as happy without them. Plus I had more money. I, I just, I, you know, it, it came to the surface. I just didn't realize that I was doing that until I had to answer that one more question, you know, but, you know, but where would I put it? Hmm. That's, I don't know. I that guess it won't get really it. great to hear you say that. But, um, I, you know, on top of that, when you say, where would I put it? And I always, you know, I have three boys and I would always say to them, is this something that you need or is this something that you want? Right. Mm -hmm. There is a difference. Can you live without it? But I have a question for you. What type of plumbing setup do you have in the bus? I'm just curious. Um, is it uh, kind of the like the mobile like home setup for the toilets are you going to a place and like emptying and that out can you just give our listeners a little bit because um, I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around it also because I'm I'm still learning every day um, with everybody that's listening um, what options are available sure yeah so with the bus I have a 
clean water tank, you know, a freshwater tank. And I can fill that at several state parks, a lot of gas stations. I have a really good filter. Um, you can find places that will sell water as well by the gallon. And I use very little. So, um, so that's not an, an expense. And I actually have never paid, um, I'll visit relatives and say, Hey, do you mind if I fill up with some water? <laughs> it's a small tank. So that's, that's nice. And then I have a gray water tank. And so that I can dump at a, in a number of places, but there are apps that help you find free water sources and free dump spaces. Sometimes a city will have a sanitation dump that, that I can um, dump just like an RV would. Um, if you can't find one of those, a campground will often let you dump for a small fee, if not for free. And so that's really nice. And that gray water, again, can, um, you know, is not harmful. I use very clean soaps and such. So that's a little easier to get rid of than black water. And so um, then the composting toilet has to be dealt with a little bit differently. That's that's a little more critical on, you know, on how you can safely uh, dispose of that. But um, the other things are just very easy to for me to deal with. And like I said, there's an app for everything, right? So there are apps for people that that travel that can tell them where they can park. Um, again, where they can find water or propane. I have propane for my cooking, and um, so that's uh, that's a small expense I have, but wow, that is such a small expense. And my uh, heat source also is propane. Wow. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is if uh, if you're traveling, obviously it tells you so you can kind of map out, you know, where you're going. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Great. If you're not traveling, you know, there are uh, services like um, like the ones that would co- pump out a porta potty, you know, they they can come and pump out a tank if you have a large tank hooked up to your um, to your tiny house. If you're not, you know, completely on the system, um, it, a septic can be expensive. So sometimes a good way to get into it is just have a tank that can be uh, pumped out just like the porta potty. Same with water. If you're not somewhere where it's very permanent that you can. Um, dig a well and I don't even know you know what kind of options you have for water in Arizona actually but uh, you know if you're not near a spring or a well you can always get a large um, tank they'll come shoot 500 gallons that should last you quite a while if you're if you're careful with your water and it's easy to be careful with the water once you start paying attention well, you know and I think yeah. that I think that's that's one of the key factors in in, in in downsizing to sustainable living, you have to pay attention to all these different things. And I think if you didn't have that focus, you probably wouldn't want to be on that, be with that type of lifestyle. I mean, well, I got to tell you, it's a it's all about training yourself. You know, I moved from uh, being in the city and I moved out to Rio Verde and we were on haul and water, which is what she's talking about right. the tanks and I'll tell you, doing dishes or taking an extra long shower or a bath or flushing the toilet too much, and if that flapper gets caught up, and your water is just going away, yeah, it's, it's going, 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 going into a black hole. And uh, they were pretty awesome out there. One day that happened. My boys, uh, they weren't checking the toilets right, and and we had several tanks that were 
deplenish like Deplen- within achieve. an hour, like everything was gone. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it, it's a, it's a, you have to get back into that habit, you know, cause normally you're not used to that when you have city water. True. Renee, thank you so much for being on the show today. And when we come back, we're going to speak with Carl Faust. He's from Affordable Container Homes and uh, Integrated Modular Solutions. And we're going to be talking a little bit about building your container home and some of the things that he's involved with in the community and in the container home industry. So I want everybody to stay tuned. Boxcar Universe is coming right at you. Alva with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full-service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion meets design sense to execute timeless interiors style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at alvainteriorsaz, and on Instagram at alvainteriors. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480-503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. All right, we are back, and you are tuned into Boxcar Universe. We want to uh, thank Renee for being on the show today. You'll be hearing more from her throughout the month. But uh, we want to welcome to our show right now Carl Faust from Affordable Container Homes and Integrated Modular Solutions. And Mel and I did a, a, a mini Mel and Steve on the street the other day when we went to visit Carl over in uh, Mesa at one of his facilities out there. And... Uh, to me, it was it was it was quite the surprise because I was telling Carl Mel that you know when you walk into the the his office there, it's like you have no clue how deep it is. And when we went out into the shop area, there's three big forty foot containers that they're working on for the, one of his projects out there. I'm like, where did all this room come from, Carl? I mean, um, you must have you must have found that. Uh, that secluded shop area there, but uh, it's it's really misleading in the front. But you've got a great shop back there. Yeah, I got I got fortunate on that. Uh, <laughs> about a year ago, when I a year and a half ago, when we started the company. It was uh, just available and it was five thousand square feet, and there was a big, large door, so I could put containers through it. And I'm like, okay, gotta take it. Um, hoping that that would be a place we'd work for a little while, and then. Things just blew up more than I could even imagine, and we had to get a warehouse down in Eloy, and you know now we've got 50,000 square feet down there and 5,000 square feet up here, so things are moving quite along with the Things containers. are popping, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. And Carl, can I just say that uh, the office area was very clean and very well kept, and as a designer, I was very impressed because 
warehouses that have offices are never that nice. <laughs> well, you must, you must be, you must be talking about my office because when you walk in, there's stuff all over the no, place. No, <laughs> it was still, it was very nice. I was really uh, impressed. Well, so thank, thank you. Thank you for having us too. That was a ton of fun. Yeah, that was really great. But uh, Carl, tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, the company. How did you get started with Container Homes? Hmm. That was interesting. I I've been I lived in Florida for most of my life, so I was down in Florida, and things were just I was I've been involved with like investment banking most of my life and raising money for the companies, doing things of this nature, and I was always looking for a way to maybe get involved in the marijuana industry because I saw big things happening there. And a friend of mine um, was up in Washington said, "Well, hey, there's these people that are building this container lab for us, and they really need some help. You should go out and see them." So I came out to here, got a Started working with them. Next thing I know, uh, you know, we're building shipping containers with laboratories and extraction labs. And most of the stuff we'd been doing was commercial. Um, and then about a year and a half, like I say, ago, I moved off on my own, started my own. And I've been more focused on um, really the homeless market. Uh, we do a lot with um, different homeless. We're doing a large project out in California right now where it's about 42 containers in a three-story men's center for you know bringing people in and then helping them get back out um, a lot of stuff we're doing we just did one down for hsc in phoenix where we built the restroom shower and we've got a big deal coming up with the city of phoenix right now with a bunch of restroom and showers that we're doing um, but in doing that it kind of led me to you know the, the smaller living and you know where i saw the market going because we we're also building something for family promise right now where we've got Six, uh, 640 square foot living containers. They're actually two 40 foot containers put together and they'll be for families. And, you know, I can build, you know, that for that for them for $130,000, $140,000. Whereas, you know, trying to build that out completely, they might be spending, you know, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000. So wow. we really got involved with that. That kind of led me to, hey, let's get something together, start working for you know, tiny homes or container homes. So that's when we put together um, Affordable Container Home. My, I, we say homes, but it's actually home.com um, and uh, no S. But, um, and I just launched that actually today because we're going to be on a show. So I launched the, the site. Um, we've got our different models up there that we're going to have. I'm starting to build a couple of them for where, for uh, in the warehouse we'll have in Phoenix where you can actually come in and see them. And um, we're off to the races. Well, that's going to be really great because awesome. I think – for, from for two aspects, the the, the website because when we, we get requests all the time, people says, well, you know, like, you know, they're 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 they haven't gotten completely understand. They don't have a complete understanding of what's going into it. So they'll say something like, well, you know, um, you know, I want a one bedroom or forty foot. I've got room for a forty foot container on my property. You know what's in it, but your but your website affordablecontainerhome.com actually has the complete breakdown of what you get within the unit, mm -hmm. along with the pricing, a floor plan, and in in my opinion, and I'm sure Amel will agree with me that you know it, that is pretty complete when you think about what people are initially looking for. Because if they want to go spend certain amount of money, they want to know. You know, what am I getting? Am I getting appliances, cabinets, flooring? You know, what am I getting for that money? And sometimes I think some of the websites that I've seen online, they, they're they vague. They throw a picture up with money, 
that cost like 125000 or whatever it is, but there's, and they have maybe a, a, a catch line for the unit, what it might be good for, like for a, a, a casita for grandma or something mm-hmm. like that. But there's no description. And, and it, so it's kind of like, at least in my estimation, if I see that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I'm going to move on till I find something that has a better description of what's, what am I getting from my money? And I think that's, mm-hmm. I want to applaud you for that. I think that's so key when you, it's like, you go buy a car. You want to know what, what, what do you have in my car? What am I getting from my money? Yeah, well, we looked at a lot of different websites, and I've seen a lot of different things out there. And you know, even from the standpoint of saying, "Oh, it starts at 100," and then you know, by the time you're done with everything, and you know, planning and this and that and the other thing, you're at 175,000. Um, you know, I like to say, "Hey, this is fully equipped at 95, or fully equipped at 110, or you know, wherever that price comes in." Um, and then we'll back off from that. If you don't need this, you want to do some DIY yourself. Hey, we can maybe it's a little bit lower for you. So you know, so that's the kind of attitude we kind of wanted to do you know i think that's some really great great information but we're going to take a short break when we come back i've got some more great questions for carl and uh just you know getting into some of the things and i'm I'm interested i'm going to find out you know being that carl works in multiple states i want to i'm sure some of the regulations especially from california have to be outrageous but we're going to hear about that when we come back from the break so stay tuned you're listening to boxcar universe right here hi i'm steve dubell from ideal home improvement the uncertainty of our economy is very troublesome interest rates are rising and inflation is high the utility cost of energy is forever rising The good thing is that we as homeowners can do something about our energy bill right now and in the future. Solar energy is literally the best investment you can make at this moment and the most likely to steady your finances through uncertain times. Think about this. If you could have locked down the cost of your energy bill 10 years ago, would you have done it? I think your answer would be yes. Think of the savings you could be enjoying right now as your neighbors who don't have solar are at the mercy of the utility companies. Let Ideal Home Improvement review your energy bill and see what a solar system on your home can do for your family and budget. Just give us a call at 602-332-6203 or email us at steve at idealhomeimprovementaz.com. Let me help you start saving today. You may not believe this, but smart home technology can be traced back to 1975 to the first home automation platform when the X10 was invented. In 48 years, things have come a long way. To truly have a smart home today, the homeowner needs to make a smart decision and call a premier high-tech company. That company is Mythic Sound Lighting and Shade. Mythic can simplify your life with home automation, home security, home theater, lighting and shade, plus outdoor and indoor home audio, custom designed to fit your lifestyle. For the finest in products and services, visit their website at mythicsls.com. That's M-Y-T-H-I-C-S-L-S.com. Or call them today for a free consultation at 602-329-4252. That's 602-329-4252. Four two five two. Hi, I'm John Weisbach, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. 
how people all over the country are downsizing. And tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs and left unattended. Those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. All right, we are back, and you are tuned into Boxcar Universe. And uh, want to let all our listeners know, you know, if you're listening to us on iHeartRadio or Spotify or one of the other digital platforms, uh, we're everywhere, Mel. Apparently. Apparently everywhere. I get people telling me, oh, I heard you on this on this uh, online station and this one, you know, so we our reach has grown. It has. It's grown, and it is growing to leaps and bounds, as we say. And like I said, we're going to uh, – Mel and I are in- integrately involved with some of the things in, in the community, and uh, we want to be able to give back to all the people that have uh, done so much and obviously put out so much, especially, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, Carl, that we were talking about, uh, on one of our other shows is, you know, giving back not just to, to some of the homeless people, but obviously building different types of container homes for our veterans. And, uh, I mean, they surely need our gratitude and our thanks for everything that they've done to protect us throughout the years. No, I, see, I totally agree with you there, Steve. I've got, you know, a couple of different projects. We're actually bidding on putting together some restrooms and bathrooms for a veteran uh, facility out in California right now. So... Um, we try to give back as much as we possibly can and then, you know, also have something that grows and can be profitable. Yeah, that's true. And now we were talking a little bit before the break, uh, talking about, okay, Arizona. We kind of like to have an idea of you know, some of the things that Arizona requires of someone who actually, when you're building multiple unit container homes, what about, how does that compare to California? Well, what we are is we're a factory-built building or a factory modular building manufacturer. So I built inside of a factory and ship. So whether I ship to California, whether I ship to Arizona, whether I ship to Oregon, wherever, each state has their own licensing process and what you have to go through. California, it's fairly simple. It goes through eight uh, California, not HUD, but HCD, forget the acronyms for it. Um, but they've got a third-party agencies that do the inspections. So, you know, as in any type of build, when you're building a stick built here in the Valley or in California, you're going to have to have people come out and inspect it. You know, here's your electrical, here's your plumbing, here's your this, here's your that. Um, what we do is through third parties, in California at least, we have their inspectors come, come to our shop, and they do the same inspections that they would do on a normal house. So we're building all to up to IBC 2018 or 2019 or, you know, IEC standards or, or residential, you know, codes, whatever might be applicable for that particular state and what they recognize at that point. And we're then delivering that container to that site with a sticker from the state of California, the state of Oregon, or in this case, the state of Arizona. And that's the way we ship it and make it so that, Everything has stamp plans. Everything has, you know, uh, an architect, uh, not an architect, but a you know, mechanical engineer, plumbing, uh, uh, plumbing engineer, electrical, structural. Um, we've got all the drawings that come in the prices that I come. Like that you're getting that with the, with the home that you're looking at. All right. And I think that's so very important because uh, being that you have all those, all those people checking on all those different items that you just mentioned, uh, 
like I know in Arizona, you know, they're there unless you have that structural engineer for for even just part of it, you know, cutting out windows and doors and putting containers together and stuff like that and building some structures that are of multiple container size uh, requires some special, you know, designs and, and, and review. And uh, sometimes the, the regular, like City of Phoenix, they're without that, they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything with your permit at mm-hmm. all except turn you away. Right. Right. Well, one of the things is we don't you know with going through the state, the the city doesn't get involved to the great degree because they they're the the state is saying, hey, this is built to these standards. Here are these plans. You, you know, you you can trust that that's the case. But then the city gets involved with, you know, the permitting and what comes, where the sewer lines are coming in, where the, you know, the, 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 what the building looks like from the outside. You know, I told you the other day, we've had some times where we've had to, you know, clad the outside of a container because they don't want it to look like a container. Well, I mean, I can make containers, homes, not look like, look like a regular home. Right. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't take too much. Um, just how much you want to spend. <laughs> it's true. It all comes down to money. It yeah. only hurts for a minute. That's right. It only hurts for a minute. But it'll pass. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. But I think in 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 a lot of these different projects, though, and um, I'm sure Mel will attest to, it has to do um, a lot of the configuration on some of these multi-unit containers uh, design is a key factor. Interior design, I'm talking about now. That, mm-hmm. And plus, uh, obviously, exterior. How do you want the building? I mean, we've seen a lot of different configurations on how they're stacked. But how they function inside, you know, where do we put the loft? If you have a loft or where's the kitchen going and stuff like that. That's stuff that uh, Lord knows you need somebody with good interior design experience. Agreed. Agreed. And And I know we've talked about that in a previous show. And when we were... Meeting with Carl, I know there's a company that you're looking into that, um, you know, basically has all of that modular type furniture that is, again, multi-use. Maybe it slides. It could be like the wall beds, Murphy beds. Technically, a Murphy bed is just a a name like Levi, right? Jeans. Um, But there there are companies out there, a lot of them actually, that offer small type of furniture that is modular because you think about how they live in Europe and everything is smaller scaled. And I would say the majority of those companies have started overseas and now they're here stateside. Um, A lot of places back east, if you're not living in a container or a small space, meaning you can have a condo. um, And I remember doing one in downtown Boston where actually the bed was on hydraulics and it lifted right up. And of course they had massively tall ceilings, but you know, single guy, bachelor, and it wasn't a very big space, but he could pull his bed right up and then have access to everything else underneath it. So there are a lot of things that you can do and get innovative, but um, I know that now there are companies that are just manufacturing this furniture, which is pretty amazing. You can also get custom guys here locally to come up. You can get a design together, and I know I've done that. I've put design together for furniture, and they can actually make it. You know, I mean, that's, in again, having the right interior design along with uh, a great build is, is so important. In fact, I even think... Um, you know, with container homes, I think it's even more important than a regular stick-built home. 
Yeah, and you know what uh, Mel was saying. The, the difference is, you know, most of my builds are between 160 square feet to maybe 300 or 640 square feet. So mm-hmm. it's not a big, you know, not not as little as Renee was living in. Yeah, 87. But right. uh, that's <laughs> that was, impressive. That was, that was impressive. <laughs> that was impressive. But um, you know, which the company we're talking about is Ori Living, and they make it's robotic furniture. So right. biggest thing, a problem I've always had is where do I put my storage? Okay, I can get everything in it, but where's my storage? You know, and some of the things that they have developed where it, 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 it doubles as a desk and then turns into some storage space or the bed moves up or something under the bed. You know, we're looking for, you know, ideas like that. I'm always looking for what's something new out there that we can add to it and make it more comfortable. That's really what it boils down to. You know, you think about that, it, it's, it's so very important. Carl, what about homeowners that have handicap needs? I mean, how do you handle handle that in its role to make sure everything, you know, that you can get into the bathroom, that the doorways are big enough? I mean, is that is that something that's that's uh, going to take you outside the norm, so to speak? I mean, further than just maybe making some minor adjustments. In most cases, I mean, I kind of, remember I come from the commercial side, so I'm building offices, I'm building you know commercial buildings that are going to have to be ADA bathrooms, ADA ramps, ADA, everything. So in most cases with containers, you can fit that. There may be a certain particular, you know, design we may have to change around a little bit, but, you know, I usually have enough room where we have the the walkways. The biggest problem is going to always be I got to have a ramp up there. So, and that's not something that we build. That's something that's going to have to be done on site. So, you know, for the family promise project we're doing, we have one ADA unit, you know, all of them, qualify for ADA. Every single one of them has the, the, the right spaces. The problem is that I need to, have to build a ramp on one of them. So we have one ADA building. Yeah. So, the mo- city will probably require you to have at least one. But one other thing I was going to say, and uh, because he's used to designing for commercial, he automatically always has that in mind, right? When you're designing most houses, you know, that were built originally in the valley have very small doorways, have, you know, very small hallways. And I have a family member that takes care of handicapped children, and they've had to pay to have their house, um, you know, the doorways widened and hallways and ramps put in. The one thing I would say that might be, and I don't know if this is really an issue or not, is you can't really have the roll-in shower unless you're building up that ramp, you know, going into a shower because you've got to have some kind of a curb, right? Where if you're on a slab, you can subset that in. Mm -hmm. But maybe there's a way that we can build it up. And and Carl, I don't know if you've done that before, but um, that's really the only thing that would come to my mind. I think outside of that, it would probably be more beneficial if somebody was in a position where they were in a wheelchair because then you can custom make whatever openings that you need. Yes, well, we can always make larger openings. And and most of the stuff we've done with, like, commercial for City of Phoenix, for anybody like that, you know, we're using, um, it's, I forget the name of the one, but it's a 36 by 36. It's a push-in or it's, it's a type of shower which is ADA compliant, where they back can, can back their wheelchair in and then pull themselves out of it. And that's basically what we've used in, in the cases for ADA for showers. Got um, you. I Is can, it already like pre-made and yep. you're just, okay. Yep. 
And there's probably a bench in there or something that there's they can sit down. There's a bench in there. Down. They can sit yep. on all the equipment, everything like that. And then just the curb that you're talking about yes. to get in. It's a rollover has, curb. It's a rollover Got curb. Got it. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you know, again, when you have a need, we will build, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> what it goes out to be. All right, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we've got to talk with uh, Carl Faust a little more about, and I want to uh, get into a little bit of uh, what goes on at the Eloy facility, because that's the big the big 50,000-square-foot warehouse and some of the big things that Carl has got going on down there, which uh, we will be bringing that to you in the very near short few weeks, because uh, Mel and I are going to be doing a uh, Mel and Steve on the Road and then on the street, talking a little bit and going through at uh, that facility with Carl and getting to know some of the things that he does down there. But uh, hang tight. We'll be right back right after the break. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480-503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. All right, the train is coming down the tracks, Mel, and telling you, you know, we're getting down towards the latter part of the show here, and we are here with Carl Faust from uh, affordablecontainerhome.com. We got to make sure we make get that right so it sticks, you know. Uh, but uh, we want to get into a little bit about, now you had mentioned earlier in the show, the uh, as your business was growing, you had uh, opened up a 50,000-square-foot warehouse facility in Eloy. Okay. Obviously that 50,000 square foot is, is pretty big compared to even though 5,000 square foot Mesa's, you know, you see three there. How many containers do you usually work on at the facility in Eloy? Mm-hmm. Right now we have 42, 15. Right now we've got about 75 containers down there. Really? In wow. different projects. Okay. And some are just being waiting to ship because they're waiting to get their final permits to drop them. Um, I'm waiting to ship out 42 to California. Um, I, the biggest thing I'm trying to do is get them out of the yard right now because right. <laughs> I, I don't, I've got other projects that I've got to start and I've got to move these out. Um, sometimes, you know, with permitting or something like that, the client doesn't get his occupancy. You know, not not my fault. I've got everything done, but he doesn't get it. And you know, usually I end up holding on to them for a little bit longer. But um, we've had a, you know, I've got probably 30,000 square feet inside, and I've got another, you know, probably fifty to seventy-five thousand square foot outside where I can work also until we had good weather like today. Right. But exactly. uh, <laughs> okay. in most cases, uh, 
you know, it's 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 easy to work outside too. Yeah, but so so you've got multiple pro- projects going at one time. Uh, you must have uh, a, an army of people working in different phases for all those projects. We've got welders, electricians, um, uh, framers, um, you know, plumbers, everybody. So I mean, from a standpoint, when it comes in. You know, you usually, we usually bring it in different stages where, you know, we'll clean the container up. Typically, I only use actually new containers for most of my builds. So I'm all, um, they're basically, what happens is you get these older ones sometimes. Some, certain states require that you can't use them anymore. So I've got my license to actually use, just use only new containers. So most of them are down there, but we clean it up, um, then, you know, put the walls in, the the studs, the, you know, frame it out, put any kind of plumbing in we want to do. Um, so then I got my first inspection where they come to see what's roughed out. Is everything correct at that point? Yes, they pass that, it goes on, or no, we didn't do something right. You want to you know, go check this. Every once in a while you get a, a stickler out there. But um, from that standpoint, then the walls get closed up, insulation, you know, whether it's a, a restroom, we're using FRP on the walls or, or you know, certain types of um, water resistance and easy to clean. Um, then the flooring comes in. I've got, um, I use a, com- a company called Protect All, which is about a quarter inch rubber flooring for most of my projects for uh, the homeless and such like that. Um, but we put down everything from luxury vinyl to carpet, whichever, you know, people are looking for. So we've got, you know, a, a number of people, I wouldn't say an army, but we've got a number of them, you know, to, to go around and finish each side's projects as it goes. Yeah, great. When you start working on these projects, what do you find? Do you have multiple um, types of roofs, or do you leave them just coat the flat roofs of the containers, or do you, or do you put anything special on top of there? In most cases, you know, and when, when I'm putting containers together, or just like two of them, which would be a sixteen by forty, about a six hundred forty square foot uh, home. We can pretty much put them together, put a flat roof on it, and basically put um, a membrane across the, the center to keep all the water out and put them together, weld them down the center, and you're done. Um, but you're talking steel now? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, in places where, you know, some of the ones I'm building now and some of the design, I've got a slightly sl- slanted roof because we're putting them together with the beam on the top. So I've probably got a six-inch beam sticking out of the top that's welded to the container for the support, and then I can put the roofing down the side. So it almost look like a little slant, slant, slanted roof, um, almost like a home. Um, and then we can actually insulate under there. So I can have added insulation. So, you know, as we've gone through the years, you know, I say years, but, you know, really in the last year and a half that I've started to do some of this, we've found different structural ways to do things, different ways to some communities require you to have a roof. Others say, hey, you can be flat. I got a mobile home out there that's flat roof. Um, so it just depends on where it's going and what we got to do. So we've got a lot of different options. I yeah. agree with that, Steve and, and Carl. I think uh, if you think about like Colorado or a place like that, your load calcs for your roof, you're going to yeah. have to have it slope for that runoff. Yeah. So it really just depends on where that container is going. It's going. Now the three units that you have in, in your Mesa facility going to Pennsylvania, are they all going to be, is that going to be a flat roof? That's a flat roof. That's a flat roof? That's a flat roof. But um, Pennsylvania will be flat roof. It'll be the the roofing tar and everything across the. Right. It's they're not they're actually complete. So the only place where they're going to be actually open would be at the doorways. So but they're that's actually a lab too. Yeah, and that's a lab. It's not. And a that's house. considered a commercial, right? It's not living. Right. 
So it's a house, and that company is, um, they're putting out solar, um, they call it something, renewable solar power all over, all over Pennsylvania. They, I looked at their website. They've got like thousands of uh, solar panels out in a yard in a, wow. in, a, in a thing. And so basically they're looking for the labs to come in. Uh, they, they, they call them labs, but they're really storage facilities, and they do all their work and stuff in there. So it's in oh. McConnellsville, McConnellsville, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Never heard of it. Neither did I. <laughs> no. I got to look that one up. I used to do air freight routing. I've never heard of that one. But, wow, that's really great. Carl, you've obviously been uh, making a, a mark in the container home community, and we want to thank you for being on the show today. We look forward to much more uh, of your knowledge here on the show and working with you. And um, Really excited to work with you, Carl. Like I always say, you know, when it comes to, like, it's all about the journey, it's all about the journey. The journey which makes it great and uh, good things will happen. And we're going to be doing a lot of things here in the community, too. So uh, we want to thank you for being on the show, taking time to be with us today. Thank you very and much. And then uh, give our listeners uh, your your contact information so they can find you again. Yeah, again, that um, there's actually two websites, but it's affordablecontainerhomenos.com. You can find us there or imsbuilder.com. Um, IMS was the uh, integrated modular solutions is the builder for you know, the, the homes that we're putting up. Okay. And uh, any particular phone number? Um, oh, I don't know what my office phone number is. <laughs> <laughs> this one? 602-610-5517. I had that in front of me, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to jump the gun here and make sure. 602-510-5517. No, no. No, six one zero. I'm sorry, six zero two six one zero five five one seven. That's it. All right, great. And uh, we want to thank Renee again for being on the show, and stay tuned for all that tiny fest information. And uh, Mel, I think we've we've cut a lot, covered a lot of ground today. What do you think? Yeah, we did. It was really great. Yeah, it's thanks good. for being here, Carl. Renee, thanks as well. Thank you. All right, and make sure. You tune, tune us in every week and let us containerize your lifestyle. Have a great week. You're a great American. I love you. 